When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. This episode is brought to you by Google. Google's two-step verification was built to secure your account and help prevent cyber attacks, even if your password is compromised. That's why Google has made it easy to sign into your account with this additional layer of protection. Just one tap and you're in. Learn more at safety.google. Hello, movie lovers. Welcome to the best damn movie related show here on the internet. This is your host, as always, for Movie Lovers Unite, John DeGorio. For today's podcast, I'm going to be doing my day 13 of the 31 Days of Heart. Can you actually believe it? This this whole entire month's almost over with. And before you know it, we're going to be getting fat together and everything, enjoying Thanksgiving with our loved ones. But you know what? I'm not talk- I'm not here to talk about Thanksgiving or anything like that. I'm here to talk about the ghouls, the nightmares, everything else that makes us bloody and disgusting. And that's right. I'm going to be talking about The Faculty, the 1998 movie, the 1998 movie that actually introduced us to Josh Hardnett. Then I'm going to move into a little trailer review. As a matter of fact, this trailer dropped yesterday. It's called Bloodshot. It's based off of a comic book and it's by Valiant Comics. And here's the thing. I've never actually picked up a Valiant comic, so I didn't know too much about this character because I'm in my own little cubicle where I know about Dark Horse. I know about other characters within the Marvel and DC universe and stuff like that. But when I'm dealing with Valiant comics, I don't know that much about the actual character itself. I heard of Bloodshot before, but I didn't know too much about him. So I actually did some digging and stuff like that about his character, his whole entire biography and stuff like that about where he came from. I hope that you guys stick around for that because that's going to be a little bit of a sweaty... Like I said, this is going to be a little bit of a sweaty segment for that part. But also, too, one of our fans actually wrote in to the show, so I'm going to be answering some fan-made questions like, M. Night Shyamalan, is this the end of M. Night because of the fact with Glass? And there's actually two things that he's actually working on right now. And I'm going to get into that in a few minutes. And then, also, too, he also wrote into this fan, also wrote me a couple of other questions that he wanted me to cover. So, you know what? I'm going to answer those questions. As I mentioned, this is day 13. And, of course, I'm doing The Faculty, 1998. This movie actually clocks in at an hour and 44 minutes, which is not bad for a horror film. Because some horror films, you don't really need a two-hour long build-up or anything like that. And not to mention, too, this came out in the 90s, so therefore they didn't really need a lot of stuff to actually work with. And the budget for this movie is actually $15 million. It made $40 million at the box office, which is not a bad chunk of change. But it's also not good either because of the fact you have to take a third of that away and that's what the actual number is. Because when you actually have to think about it, is this. The movie theaters have to make their cut too. So they'll go on ahead and make their cut. And then the rest of the money goes towards the box office. So in order for them to keep the lights on, that money goes towards the ticket sales. Goes to everything else within the movie theater to keep the lights on. But anyways, I'm not here to tell you about how movie theaters make their money or anything like that. But, as I mentioned, this is, uh, uh, this is actually one of my favorite horror and sci-fi movies. 
I love the introduction whenever I first get started. And it starts out on the football field where you see this little slug that's actually around the football field and stuff like that. And it kind of reminds me of a James Gunn movie, Slither, a little bit because of what happened in Slither. But it's this little slug. Matter of fact, that slug is what gets into the faculty's ears and stuff like that. And that's what causes them to go a little bit wacko and stuff like that. And next thing you know, they want to infect the students. And that's pretty much the main plot of this whole entire thing. But also remember on the football field, the sprinkler system's going off. The slug is there, but in the background, there's the offspring. And I forgot what song that... The Kids Aren't Alright. That's the name of the song that was actually played for that, for that thing, for the opening. And I really enjoyed that. It got me psyched up for this movie. It got me excited. And that's what the mu- music is supposed to do. It's supposed to actually make you feel part of the movie. And that's what it did. And... This movie is actually about the students of Harrington High. The principal and her posse of teachers have always been a little odd. But lately, they've been behaving positively alien, controlled by otherworldly parasites. The faculty tries to infect students one by one. Cheerleader Delilah, played by uh, Jordan Brewster. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing it. But anyways, uh, and then a football player named Stan, played by Sean Hitosy, which is, get this, Sean was actually in a movie called Alpha Dog, and he played a character called, named Elvis in that movie, and that movie was really good, if you haven't checked it out, it's a good movie, it has Bruce Willis in it, it's based off of a true story, it has Michelle Pfeiffer, I think if you're into that, something like that, I think you might actually like Alpha Dog, but anyways, then you also have the drug dealer, which is played, which is, his name is named Zeke, played by Josh Harnett, and then there's a new girl that moves into this town. Of course, when stuff goes down, there's always going to be a new person that comes into town. And it, her name is Mary Beth. And they all team up with some of their... They team up with their classmates to fight back against the invaders. Stokely is also one of those gothic sci-fi fangirls, too, that actually joins in with them to try and take down this alien being. And... Let me just say this. I love the introduction of the characters. It reminds you of a comic book related type of deal where you actually have the names. As they're going through stuff, they actually have names printed out on the side of them. For instance, Elijah Wood is this photographer kind of uh, character. And he winds up getting knocked out. While he's getting knocked out, the his name... His character name is actually printed on the right-hand side of him. It reminds you of kind of like a comic book type of deal where you're, they're introducing us to these characters for the very first time. I love that. Then you also have, like I said, the football player. The football player doesn't know his... Well, like I said, his name is Dan. He doesn't know if he wants to be on the football team anymore because of the fact that his parents are actually making him join this football team and stuff like that. Then you also have the cheerleader and stuff. And you know what? You have this giant team-up. And this te- these teachers are acting odd. When I mean they're acting odd, they're not supposed to be... They're not acting like very human teachers. They're, like, very violent. They're very... They're not very friendly at all. These teachers are someone that you, some people that you should actually watch. As a matter of fact, the way they actually go about infecting these kids and everything, and even the whole entire staff, is just unreal. And especially when that slug comes out of that person's mouth and everything, and then they actually trying to infect them, that gave me some goosebumps right there. Especially when Elijah Wood is inside that closet and his parents are actually there, and in the hallway because they're having a parent-teacher conference type of deal going on, 
and the nurse walks in and there he's witnessing firsthand that this this nurse is going is trying is going to be affected by this uh, disease and then he winds up telling his parents about it of course the nurse acts like everything is fine everything is perfect whenever it really isn't and then then after that the sci- they end up learning about the slug and everything else in the science class because they actually found a, the specimen and everything, winding up trying to find out how to actually what, what it actually is. And I just have to say, this movie is a good original sci-fi horror movie if you're into that kind of flavor. Because I actually enjoy this movie, and this is actually our first introduction to Josh Hartnett, and he actually plays a drug dealer and hustler named Zeke. He's got sex tapes in the back of his trunk. He's got condoms in the back of his trunk. He tries to hustle different kids and stuff like that. And I love that character of what he, of who he plays. And then, you, like I said, you have Stokely. You have him. It's kind of like a breakfast club, but without the whole entire deal where they're sitting down in ISS. Instead, now they have to actually take on these teachers. So it's kind of a different aspect of what the breakfast club would be. It's like a horror version of the breakfast club, if you will. But the acting is really good. It's believable. It's got a little bit of cheesiness, not too much. It's got a little bit of uh, practical effects mixed in with a little bit of CGI for its time. The CGI doesn't really do that. It doesn't do that bad of the job. But whenever the whole entire reveal of who the alien actually is, it really makes you wonder how these kids are actually going to bring down this alien. And how are they going to get all these teachers to be unaffected again? So, if you haven't seen The Faculty, I strongly, highly recommend it. Not only that, but the soundtrack is really good, too. I know, not, I know that meant not that many people are into uh, Creed or anything like that, but they actually did a cover song of Alice Cooper's I'm 18, and I gotta say, I really enjoyed their version of I'm 18. And then, of course, you know, you also have the offspring for the opening opening music thing that actually amplifies the movie a little bit to make you ha- feel kind of energetic towards what the, where we're being introduced to for the very first time and like I said everything just runs right The per- it has a perfect flow to it and I really enjoyed watching this movie either I'm, whether I'm doing a 31 days of horror review doing watching it on Halloween or anything like that because I love the characters I love the build up for this it's not really a slow burn type of movie it's actually a fast-paced moving thing since it actually clocks in at an hour and 44 minutes. Because at that time, horror movies didn't really take a lot to build up to a certain point. And they didn't really have layers to a lot of characters. And this one, they didn't really have a lot of layers to. But you can actually relate to those characters because of the fact that everybody went to high school. Everybody knew a football player, a cheerleader, or anything like that. So, you know, I really have to say they did a really good job with their groundwork for what they have. And if you haven't seen The Faculty, I go on ahead and recommend checking that out. And now, I'm going to go on ahead and talk about Bloodshot. Now, this movie, this movie looks like it's going to be really good. But let me give you a little bit of background about who Bloodshot is, why they're wiping out his memories, and then I'll go into a little bit of speculation about the trailer, about how I think it's going to go down. So, this is going to be my sweaty part of the segment. So, Bloodshot is based off of Valiant Comics. The character was created by Kevin Van Hook and Don Perlman and then and Bobby Layton. He has superhuman strength, speed ability, ability, agility, stamina, reflexes, and endurance. 
Healing Factor, Master Master Hand-to-Hand Combat, and Shape-Shifting, and Cybernetics. He made his first appearance in 1992. He is a former soldier with powers and regenerate regeneration and meta uh, morphing made possible through net, uh, net nannies injected into the blood, hence the name Bloodshot. His memory is wiped cleaned numerous of times. Bloodshot is out to discover who he really is, aiming to get vengeance on the people that did this to him. Bloodshot bloodstream contains a billion nanobots enabling him to heal quickly and interface with technology and shape-shifting his mass so with that being said i believe that of course we already know that he gets his memory wiped plane by the government by the people that are actually doing what they're doing to try and bring down certain enemies that they want that him want him to bring down versus the fact that he wants to go on and out on his own revenge thing and bring back the people that actually did this to him so that way he can kill those people. But each time whenever he goes out on the field, his memories wipe clean every single time. It's kind of like he's repeating the same day over and over again. Because every single time whenever his memories were wiped clean, the government agency winds up asking him, do you remember anything that happened? Of course, he, has, he says no. He becomes their whole entire puppet of destruction. Because he, they want them to bring down these enemies of their own, but he has a, his own objectives in mind on what he wants to do. I believe this is going to be like a very RoboCop type of feel to it, where after a while Murphy winds up not cooperating with what the police department wants them to do, so therefore he goes out on his own revenge thing and does what he wants to do, which is bring just justice to the to everything that he's been through. And I think this is going to be the same thing with Vin Diesel's movie, where he's going to say, screw the government agency, I'm tired of being a puppet, I'm going to do my own thing, despite the fact that you keep on stopping me from doing what I'm doing, but I'm going to find a way in my own head on how to stop you, because of the fact that I have these memories that are still there intact in the back of my head, even though you keep on wiping them clean, I still have some type of memory to where I know what happened to me, and he's also a soldier and from Afghanistan that actually fought in Afghanistan and he gets captured and that's what hap- that's how he winds up becoming bloodshot and i think that this whole entire thing is going to be a really good revenge plot story i like Vin Diesel as an actor in certain aspects because of the fact what he's able to do with certain franchises like the Chronicles of Riddick franchise is really good and i used to defend the Fast and the Furious franchise like to no end but recently, after all the news and everything that's been breaking out and everything, I don't really care about going to see another Fast and the Furious movie. But watch me go see it after I see a trailer drop thinking that this movie is actually going to be good and I like stuffing popcorn in my face. But that's a story for another day, even though I do enjoy the Hobbs and Shaw movie over the Fast and the Furious franchise right now. But anyways, I just don't... I just really am excited for Bloodshot. I think that... Vin Diesel's going to do a good job with this role. I Like I said, I never read a Valiant comic before, so I didn't know exactly where Bloodshot actually came from. I remember seeing Bloodshot comics as a kid in 1992, but I didn't grasp who he was actually because of how old I was. And I was still into like the whole entire... Like I said, I was in my own little cubicle where I'm just reading DC and Marvel comics and Dark Horse comics. So me reading... Valiant comics never really crossed my mind to actually try and read. 
because it might actually be a little bit hard for me to comprehend some things because of my mind and, I, and from being a little kid. But if you haven't read one of those comics or anything like that, I think that you guys should go ahead and try and pick up a Bloodshot copy. So if you enjoy that, I hope that you guys wind up picking up a Valiant comic of Bloodshot. So now I'm going to get into the whole entire question thing that one of our fans winded up sending us sending us in. So what happened? So he asked a question. Am I Shyamalan? Now he he asked a question after doing Glass. Is that the end of M. Night Shyamalan? Because Shyamalan. And here's the an- simple answer. No. He's actually got two things lined up right now. Believe it or not. He's got Servant, the Servant TV series. He's done, he's going to be doing two episodes with that. Where a couple replaces their dead newborn baby with a creepy doll. God knows what kind of twist that he's going to actually turn into that at the end of those episodes. Because of what he's able to do. Because he's always been the type of person to go ahead and twist things around a little bit to where it was a little bit suspenseful and stuff like that. But I really think that he has this, sh- sh- I think he can actually come back from anything and stuff like that. So, I mean, Glass, I haven't seen all of Glass yet to actually say that he's actually back in full swing. But from what I saw with Split, I really enjoyed that movie. I really thought that it was very suspenseful and the twist at the end of it was really good. So, I would have to say that Split is a very good movie if you're actually some, wanting a little bit of psychological thriller going on with that movie. But anyways, um, then he's got another thing coming out with called Labor of Love, which is about a widow, widower who embarks on a cross-country trip on foot to prove his love for his late wife. And it's actually kind of like a sci-fi romantic type of thing, which is actually kind of unusual for M. Night Shyamalan to actually do. So I'm wondering if he's going to put a little bit of his horror aspects into that whole entire movie, or if he's going to go on ahead and just make one straight up love story, which is going to be kind of different than what we normally see him do. We did get to see him do a couple of sci-fi movies and stuff like that with Will Smith called After Earth. That movie didn't do so well at the movie theaters. As a matter of fact, studios didn't trust M. Night Shyamalan to make any more movies or anything like that, which is why his whole entire thing at the credits, opening credits, was removed because they couldn't trust the fact that anybody would actually go see this movie because of his name being on the movie itself. But the movie still did horrible at the box office. It didn't really make that much money. But, you know, it is what it is. Then, uh, as I mentioned before, I think that anybody can come back from anything. He just has to have the willpower to do it. And stuff like that. And I think that M. M. Night Shyamalan is back at doing what he does best. And then uh, the last question that one of our fans did ask me was this. With Dark Adam, what is it going to be like? Is it going to be just as dark as the Joker? And stuff like that. Here's the thing. Each character is different in its own way. That Joker movie is a whole entire complete different monster compared to what the DCEU is doing. If you actually look at the context, if you actually look at how dark and how brutal and how real that Joker movie actually was compared to the DCEU stuff, I think Dark Adam is a dark character, yeah, but does he actually belong in that kind of category? And the answer is no. And here's why. 
that stuff actually belongs to the DCEU. Yeah, he's going to be dark. Yes, he's going to be ominous. Yes, he's going to have layers probably to him and stuff like that. But it's still going to be a fun, lighthearted movie because I think that they're probably going to have Shazam in there. So you have a little bit of lightheartedness mixed in with some darkness and light illuminates darkness. So therefore, you have those that type of element where it can actually go on both ways. With the Joker, on the other hand, there's no light into that darkness. There's just complete darkness with this messed up character of the Joker, this whole entire origin story of the Joker, and it's his own entire separate entity that doesn't even exist within the DCU. So really, you can't really come. It's like comparing apples to oranges. It just don't flow well with one of the one or the other. It just doesn't do what the DCU is doing because it doesn't mesh well. And that's like for another example too, with Robert Pattinson being Batman. And that Joker not being in that kind of universe. And as I mentioned before, people are upset by that. But you actually have to look at the whole entire tone of those films. And not only that, but we also don't know the tone for the Batman movie. But if you look at the tone that they're going with the DCU, when you look at Wonder Woman, when you look at Aquaman and Shazam, it's a whole entire different thing compared to what the Joker is doing. So I have to say that Black Adam is going to be on that same level because of the fact that you have dark lightness illuminating darkness and combined in it just it's going to flow a lot better with the DCU than it is with something that's going to be straight up dark but anyways that's how I'm viewing it if you have a different opinion and everything that's cool too I would like to actually know what you guys think about the faculty movie reviews that I've done, if you actually seen the faculty, I would like to know about what you think of M. Night Shyamalan. As a matter of fact, I used to call him the Shamhammer because of the fact of all the his misses that he actually missed. But he's actually coming back strong, so I'm excited to see what else he has in store for us besides those two movies and TV series that he's doing. And then, of course, I'm excited for Black Adam and The Rock is actually finally getting a Black Adam series. So tell me what you guys, not a series, but a movie. So let me know what you guys think about Black Adam finally getting some type of groundwork for a green light. I'm still waiting on a Man of Steel mo- movie a sequel. And when is that going to happen? Hopefully WB will make an announcement soon, but I highly doubt it. But anyways, if you like what you hear or anything like that, go on ahead. Follow us on Movie Lovers Unite on Facebook, it's actually going to be a different type of uh, link to it, it's going to be called House of Geek, I actually have the description and everything inside the show notes, so that way you guys can follow me there, you can follow us on Instagram at Movie Lovers Unite, go on ahead, check us out, let me know what you guys think, and as always, until next time, bye bye.